episode of Marathon with Oscar and Alexis. Um, Oscar, this is big news. Mm-hmm. And why is it big news exactly? Because uh, it's very Hallmark episode, I would say. I would say. Um, very significant episode. I would say. Very important episode. <laughs> very musical episode. <laughs> yup. Very fun episode. <laughs> so true. Uh, very, uh... Outfit heavy episode. <laughs> I would say outfit heavy. Uh-huh. Very stinky James Corden heavy episode. Um, remember, remember we're like not talking about him on the podcast. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just like, don't, it's like not him. Like we're not talking about him. Right, so right. like, but Nicole Kidman. But Nicole Kidman's on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, Carrie Washington's there. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And Oscar, you know, I'll say, I'll say it uh, probably multiple times on the episode, but just go high like Michelle Obama. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking this episode about The Prom, mm-hmm. which just came out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that you can't have, you couldn't have scrolled through your, scrolled through your Netflix queue <laughs> without seeing probably a poster to it, at least if you have the same algorithm as we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was top 10 for a while. Yeah. Maybe still is. I don't know. Yeah, let's go. Let's celebrate so, that. Yes. Mare on the top 10 charts. Uh-huh, you mm-hmm. love to see I'll it. I'll pick the nuts old. Okay. Mank. <laughs> Mank is shaking in her boots right now. Guys, stream the prom for Meryl, guys. We're having a streaming party. <laughs> um, But like you said, Oscar Hallmark episode, this is the first time since we started the podcast mm-hmm. earlier this year mm-hmm. um, that there has been a new Meryl movie out. Mm-hmm. And how grateful lucky blessed are we to partake in the discourse surrounding this lovely film we're very lucky we're very <laughs> lucky to answer the question to be alive right now actually being okay. alive um yeah just to be alive when this movie comes out you know out I of think, out think... of all the centuries we could be born in that's what i think we're being time. born we were born this century with Marilyn, obviously, and we were born at the correct time to have this podcast when this movie came out. No. So the universe, like, something clicked. So here's the thing. I know it's been a rough year, but something happened and something worked out. The stars out. aligned, the sun with the moon, the some celestial astrology beings. stuff. Something happened. The, do I, literally, I literally think about it all the time, about how in the millennia, Right, mm-hmm. that humans have been on Earth. We are living at the same time as Beyonce and Meryl Streep. Do you ever think about that? I think about that all the time. And like, at their peaks. Oh yeah. We would have been alive. Oh, well, yeah. maybe. Well, I mean, you could debate Meryl, but still. It's just such an amazing time to be alive. It's an amazing time. We to know, be like alive. Julius Caesar, or like um. Anyways, George um, Washington. Prom- <laughs> but the, these, we have Meryl is the biggest historical figure in history. I would say. <laughs> For sure. I, I mean, there are more historians devoted to Meryl Streep than any other... Fic- and the historians being us. <laughs> We're the historian in question. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, and we're just the largest and most magnanimous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so I think with that, we can get started talking about the prom. Yes. So the prom came out December 11th. So guys, <laughs> we're pretty fast on this one. <laughs> Fingers crossed we edited it, but we're pretty fast on this one. Um, and this is a, an adaptation, right, Oscar, of a Broadway musical. Mm -hmm. um, and it's directed by Ryan Murphy. So, you know, it's, 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 people have uh, varying opinions on Ryan Murphy. Some people, mm. I've actually never mm. heard mm. people. Glee. I mean, there's Glee, right? <laughs> we have to address Elephant in the Room. Matthew Morrison, he is kind of responsible for his career. <laughs> and Leah um, Michelle. Huh? Well, what career? Ow! Oh. But also Darren Criss, so. But also Darren Criss, so let's celebrate that. And let's also... You know, let's give credit where credit's due, Darren Chris, and let's give non-credit where non-credit's due. He has cast Gwyneth Paltrow in her only role since like 2012, oh, yeah. so that sucks, and we hate that. Anyways, so um, the prom was a musical on Broadway, right? Mm -hmm. And it actually came out very, very recently. Um, it was the first performed in 2016, so it was actually a really fast turnaround to get this onto the screen. Um, but I can kind of see why, like, people would be drawn to it. You know, I think lots of Hollywood people like to make movies about actors, right? Mm -hmm. And even though this is about Broadway actors, so it's a little bit different, who, what do you like more than an actor playing an actor? Let's think nothing. <laughs> you got it right. And Meryl has done this before. Post from the Edge. Of course. Let's remember that. Has she done um, it any other times? I mean... Thinking... Thinking. thinking, thinking. She probably, I feel like she definitely She has. probably has, but like, not that I can recall. Postcards from the Edge is the major one. Yeah. And that is a good movie. Anyways, can so. discuss this? I know, but I just love that movie every time I think about it. Um, So, directed by Ryan Murphy, and based on the Broadway musical, I, if I am not mistaken, none of the original Broadway cast kept their roles so it's kind of it's not like rent for example mm -hmm. where they're trying to stay really true right. to the original musical and the original cast and all that stuff mm -hmm. um this is much more of a film adaptation and we've talked about this before to our to the broadway community out there visiting <laughs> i know there's a lot of you with into the woods mm -hmm. this is a film mm -hmm. this is not a stage musical mm -hmm. you can't have stage you can mm -hmm. but adding merrill to it and nicole kidman to it and carrie washington to it makes it Ten times better, in my opinion. In my opinion. No, I agree. My thing is like. But also, I, maybe I wouldn't want to see them on Broadway. You know, of course, I'd love to see Meryl on Broadway, but it's just I think it's a different setting. You know. For sure, I think that we have to consider them as completely different things. Mm -hmm. And I have heard that people, you know, I I think people were a little surprised that this musical was chosen to get adapted into film so quickly mm -hmm. because although it does make sense, like it's a cinematic story, and we, neither of us have seen it on stage. It was but Meryl not, has. But Meryl did. But um, it's closed on Broadway now. Mm. And it wasn't that popular when it first mm. came out. And it wasn't that successful critics-wise. I mean, I think it came out maybe the season after Hamilton. But Hamilton dominated right. the theater Forever. discourse for such a long time. I love to discourse. I love to say discourse. Michael Foucault, hi. I know you don't know what that means, but you will someday, Oscar. Um, but... 
it just like was not the most popular in terms of box office mm-hmm. or like the Tonys. Mm-hmm. So it was an interesting choice, but so, I completely not support. as interesting as Mean Girls is the musical, the movie though. So that's a really weird concept, I think. Really? Did you know they're making that? Yeah, I know, but like it doesn't surprise me that much. It's just really weird to me. Well, let's think about this. Hairspray. Hairspray is the exact same thing. Yeah, but I don't... Producers, the exact same thing. But Hairspray didn't have, like, the the popularity. I wouldn't say the original Hairspray movie had the popularity of Mean Girls. Can you... um, Sorry. Hey, Nikki. Blonsky, yeah. Um, (laughs) Not Nicki Minaj? No, shut up. Um, I'm not... Why would I call Tom Holland's wife? Anyways. um, Hey, Nikki. um, I just... Oh, you're on your way? Oh, thanks. Hey, he's right here. Yep. Oh. Bye, Oscar. She's taking you away. She's dragging you away. Oh, she's beating him up. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, we're off track. What were you talking about? Hairspray, the movie. Mean Girls, the musical, okay, which is yeah. getting adapted into a movie. Yeah, So, but Hairspray was the same way, and look how right. that turned out really so good. So we're just trying to compare it to the prom to get back on track. Okay, yeah, so the prom. Okay, the prom. Um, so let's talk um a little bit about Meryl's role, mm-hmm. and then let's get into the synopsis, which hopefully you guys have seen it. But if not, don't worry, we'll help you out a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're here so for you. we are so here for you. So guys, top build number one, Meryl Streep playing Dee Dee Allen, and Oscar. I love her in this role. Do you oh, love her in, this role? her in this role? I'm so obsessed with her in this role. She looks so good. She is wearing a red red wig, kind mm-hmm. of pixie wig. Not Karen. Not quite Karen. No, not quite Karen. Not slanted enough to be Karen. But a stylish, <laughs> um, age-appropriate mm-hmm. I think it was age-appropriate. style, for sure. And she's kind of serving body yaddy 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 in this movie, is she not? She is. <laughs> um, her outfits, ooh. I think we can get to it, but these, I think, are the most stunning outfits since She-Devil, which I know is our last episode, but we said She-Devil was were the best costumes mm-hmm. that we've ever seen in a Marvel movie. This is second to me. This, yes. it's They're I... so good. Um, anyway, so she plays this really narcissistic, self-centered mm-hmm. Broadway diva, mm-hmm. right? Absolute diva. Absolute diva. And I think if we get into the synopsis a little bit, we can talk about how she kind of ends up in a prom scenario. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Oscar, why don't you talk a little bit about the beginning right. of the movie? I am your synopsis guy. Oh, I love my. to start out the synopsis. Synopsis? Listen, I've gotten a lot of heat about not letting you talk. Okay. So, let's just count okay. our blessings, okay? <laughs> when I let you speak. Okay. <laughs> so, basically, it opens up with Carrie Washington. Yes. Going bang, 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 bang gavel. Judge Carrie Washington. Yeah. The new Supreme Court. Yeah. Amy Coney Barrett, who? Amy Carey Washington. Oh, wait, that's right. That's she, right. Carey Washington is the new Supreme Court justice. Right, with her gavel. And we love her. Anyways, continue. So, yeah. So, no, Carey Washington is the head of the PTA, right? Yeah. And, uh, um, honestly, it's not that small of a town. No, because they, they have, have, like, a, a mall. A Kmart. And, and a, a mall. And we have, like, what? <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a subway anymore, so we have nothing. <laughs> So we have. You need to calm down, Edgewater, Indiana. <laughs> we have like. How one, about, we have like one and a half gas stations. <laughs> uh, and Edgewater, Indiana is like mm, we're like really small. We're like guys. we're like really rural guys. guys like, it's really tough here. It's like hard. It's Lots really of hard. Republicans, guys. Guys, and we're like 
Um, um, okay. Let me go to the half gas station. <laughs> that's where I could get my prom dress. The half gas station. Not the giant mall with fountains and Andrew Rennell's just hanging out that you guys seem no, to have. And monster truck rallies, question mark? That whole arena there, I'm like, Yo, yo. It's like at least 50,000 people. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, mm, someone <laughs> Um. Anyways, so it's Edgewater, Indiana. It's right? Edgewater, Indiana. So Carrie Washington mm-hmm. um, is kind of mean. Yeah. She's Mrs. Green. Does not get a first name in the film. But she's the head of the BTA. Uh-huh. So Emma, mm-hmm. a girl named Emma, yeah. wants to go to the prom mm-hmm. with her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And Carrie Washington's like, absolutely not. No. Carrie Washington hates the gays. She hates... She's so homophobic in this movie. Mm-hmm. But we do kind of love her, let's be honest. <laughs> I kind of love her in this movie. Um, um, anyways, continue. So this is just the first scene, right? And who is yep. um, Emma's ally, would you say? Keegan-Michael Key. <laughs> and I have things to say about Keegan-Michael Key. There's dumb things to, to see, say about <laughs> Keegan-Michael Key in this movie. <laughs> but it doesn't really We'll get to there. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, Keegan-Michael Key is like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and they're going to call, like, the state attorney and stuff and, yeah. like, bring it to court. Because yeah. it's, like, discrimination, discrimination obviously. Yeah. yeah. And there's media there, it seems like, after they're coming out of the PTA meeting, mm-hmm. covering this, right? Mm-hmm. And Emma's like, I just want to take my girlfriend to prom, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's just a little peek mm-hmm. we get to Indiana. So then we uh, move to New York City. Boom. And there's Meryl just glimmering. Glimmering. Glimmering glitzing. under the Broadway lights. Glimmering. Shining glitzing, under the Broadway lights. Glowing. You can't take your eyes off Gleaming. her in this movie. You can't take your eyes off her in this no, movie. No, it's all I looked at in this movie. <laughs> Literally. Every time that there was... Beep! Beep! Jane, beep! Cord, beep! <laughs> I just simply looked away and looked at Meryl. Because she, she is... And I mean this in every sense of the word. Captivating. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Absolutely captivating in this movie. She steals the, the show. I would say she, I would say the show was hers to begin with. And she stole it anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so she's on Broadway, Oscar. So she's, she's on Broadway, right? Yeah. Along with James Corden. And yeah. um, they're like... They're super excited, right? Meryl's mm-hmm. like frolicking around, you know? <laughs> yeah. Really like spinning, maybe. Yes. And just really living it up, you know? Yes. Because she's so excited for her opening night of her new Broadway show. Yes. About Eleanor Roosevelt. Yes. Yes. Right. Which is pronounced Roosevelt at one point Roosevelt in the movie. Roosevelt by Bertram. Yeah. Well, Bertram is in this movie. We can't forget that. If you're a Jesse fan from the If you're a Jesse fan, you got something to look forward to. And his name is Bertram. <laughs> if you're a Ratatouille the musical fan, He's also in, he's also in this movie, yes. um, but they're on the red carpet, right? And they're giving mm-hmm. interviews. Mm-hmm. And the first number in the film is called "Changing Lives," mm-hmm. and that's um, what Meryl and um, sing mostly. And it's just about like, oh, very very full of themselves. Like we're changing mm-hmm. lives here, guys. We're inspiring the masses mm-hmm. when they're really just like self absorbed, mm-hmm. right? So let's let's hear a little bit of that song right now. Each time I find a role like Eleanor, the artist inside of me thrives. I pull on that wig and those prosthetic teeth, and no, I'm changing lives. By the time I get tuberculosis in Act Two, even the people who are dead inside will shout Bravo! 
So I think we can already see mm-hmm. or hear just from that clip. The How good her voice is. No, literally, the kind of vocal vocals that we are mm. expecting. And that's not the best of it. She really but said, the artist inside of me thrives. She said, I am belting. I'm and giving you vibrato. that vibrato. Uh, yep. I, we've said this while we were watching it. I've, we've said it many times since then. I think this is the best her voice has ever sounded. Yep. Better than Mamma Mia. Yep. Better than Into the Woods. Better than, I would say... Florence Foster Jenkins. I w- <laughs> 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 no, it's Florence Foster Jenkins. Oh. But, like, even Postcards from the Edge right. when she was younger. I mean, she definitely had some good moments. And I think Postcards from the Edge is, like, maybe better than Into the Woods. And then mo- it's- most parts of Mamma Mia, I would say, almost. For sure, for sure. But I think her voice has such power behind that it. That she doesn't show all the time, no, you know? No, no. And it's not the type of singing where it's like Emma Watson, Beauty and the Beast, where you're right. like, okay, this was, it was an auto- auto-tuned. You can't, yeah. it's, I don't think it was auto-tuned at all. You can't auto-tune vibrato, huh? No. Mm-mm. I mean, maybe you can, but I don't think but you can. It's, it doesn't sound auto-tuned to me. It sounds very, like, Meryl. Like, I can tell no, that's for Meryl. Sure. No, for sure. And I, ooh, I, every single time that she started singing... My jaw just dropped because mm-hmm. I just think about how grateful we are to find out new things about Meryl in movies. Mm-hmm. What? At when she's 72. It's, 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 she just is seriously a never ending just treasure trove. Anyway, so I do think maybe that little nod in Changing Lives about, you know, the wig and the mm-hmm. prosthetic teeth. Okay, come on now, that's Meryl. Mm-hmm. That's Meryl in her Margaret Thatcher roles and her Julia uh, Child yep. roles. Mm-hmm. Um, Teeth. so mm-hmm. <laughs> so the wigs are there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I think that might be a little nod to us Meryl fans out there. They didn't like. I don't think they really like edited the lyrics. No, but I think that, that was uh, Meryl all... was like, hmm, I'm gonna give, do this for my fans. <laughs> Give this. Uh, she line, said, "I'm gonna give the fans everything they want. All they want. Yep. Everything they need." Mm-hmm. And she has sustained us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are eating good, anyways. So uh, this does uh, culminate that kind of scene, right? Mm-hmm. In uh, James Corden and Meryl Streep, which, to be fair, James Corden plays Barry Glickman, who's kind of Meryl's right hand man mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, he plays um, FDR to her Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, so they go Which to... Which is weird because there's a big um, age gap, I feel like, between... Yeah. Well, he does, like, fake age makeup in the little snippet of the show, right. of Eleanor, ex- exclamation point, which is the title of the of the show that they're in. Um, so they cross the street, and they go to Sardi's, right? I think that's, like, the restaurant they're at. And they're celebrating because... Um, as Meryl says earlier, don't tell me unless it's a rave or a mixed positive. And they get one review, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a rave. And it's like some hodunk town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and then Bertram, who's in this film, like mm-hmm. we discussed, Kevin Chamberlain is his name, who's like, um, his name is Sheldon S- Saperstein. Wait, what's John Ralphio's last name? Isn't John Ralphio in Parks no, and yeah. Rec? <gasps> Stop. You're definitely right. Wait, guys, are we having the prom cinematic universe which, in which no. John Ralphio and Mona Lisa Saperstein do exist? From <laughs> <laughs> Parks and Rec. He's, he's like, he's like their dad's brother. He's like their uncle. <laughs> guys, I need it. Anyways, put Ben Schwartz in a musical. I said it. Um, but he is like, oh. Right, because it turns out that there are a lot more reviews that they yeah. 
neglected to see. And Oscar, how are they? They're, to quote Marilyn, another movie, right? I think so. A complete and utter flop. <laughs> yeah. What movie was that? Um, I think it might have been Postcards from the Edge, maybe? Maybe. She definitely said, I think she said. <gasps> she devil. It's she, she, devil. she devil. Yeah, it's she devil. We just said that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so th- I do really like this scene, though, because the scene where Meryl finds out that it's bad and specifically they have knocked her for being like they say some really really out of hand things about Mm -hmm. her in the new york times review i believe it was Mm -hmm. about how she's a narcissist and like people should like hang themselves before they see the show like that's Mm -hmm. not okay no no but i do love seeing her reaction in the scene Mm -hmm. because she's using the beautiful stunning sequined blue um jumpsuit that she's mm-hmm. wearing the long sleeves of it to cover her face and she's doing her classic face touching mm-hmm. where she's oh um oh, uh, oh and it is just god again i just completely avoided looking at james corden and just stared at her reactions she was like blurred in the background we were just staring at her the whole no, time literally but like her reactions are so over the top but also mm-hmm. so meryl and so fitting for the character mm-hmm. so anyways the reviews are really bad guys They're and it's terrible canceled like they're not canceled yeah they're not gonna do it anymore because it's so bad the show and so they go to the bar james Mm -hmm. Corden and meryl or barry and and all all, all their like broadway like friends like leave them yeah they're all just like uh anyways buy flops flops, literally and who is their bartender but oscar who is it like who could be their bartender no one but oh andrew Andrew Rennells. I think that's how you say his name. It's maybe it's Rennells, Rennells, but let's just say Rennells. Or just Andrew. Or just Andrew. And you might know him from starring in the Book of Mormon mm-hmm. on Broadway, or he was on the so show he, Girls. He, he's like a Broadway star. He's I mean, Meryl, Meryl's not like she's been. She's been on Broadway before, right? I mean, James Corden. The thing is, he's also been in theater before too. So the cool like, really the one that really hasn't been in that much. She's theater. been in like. Moulin Rouge, right? For sure, but she hasn't been in theater. And has she? What's the other movie musical she was in? I don't know. Oh, nine. Nine, <laughs> nine. Of course, nine. Can't believe you forgot about nine. <laughs> um, but uh, Andrew Rennells is a bona fide Broadway star, mm-hmm. and I think he is probably the one in the cast that has the least mainstream appeal. Would you say? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if Mom would know who he is. No. Dad definitely didn't know who he was. <laughs> um, but it is. I, I think it's kind of a shame in this movie because I do feel like he's underused. Mm-hmm. He has a brilliant voice. And even mm-hmm. though I don't really like the song that is his main one, um, I really like the song that we hear first from him that gets cut off. But he has a really great voice. And I think he plays the role very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is their bartender. And his whole thing is that he's a Juilliard graduate, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's like obsessed I'm with first. how he went to Juilliard. But he's been pretty much flopping since, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he hasn't... Obviously, he hasn't really done anything because he's a bartender at Sardis, I think. So, um, the last person to join them is who, Oscar? Nicole Kidman just materializes. <laughs> I honestly don't know where she came from. <laughs> she literally just showed up. No, literally. She came down from heaven. Angel, Angels in America? She oh. honestly has an angelic vibe in this like she's oh, she's, she's so, so she's so so, so sweet. sweet she's so kind she's so warm-hearted i i think one of my friends said that she is the definition of a supporting actress <laughs> that she just supports everyone and around i think her. that's the role she was playing too you know no no that's she's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. yeah 
it was brilliant. Um, so who is her character, Angie Dickinson? So she's kind of she's a like a backup, a chorus, a chorus girl, a chorus girl. You know, mm-hmm. kind of just she just keeps getting chorus parts. You mm-hmm. know, the back, the background. You know, she's not really in the spotlight like yeah. Meryl and even James Gordon. Yeah, and they won't let her take and that they, that step to the front. Um. She respects them more than she should, honestly. I agree. Well, Meryl has to be respected, of course, no matter what. <laughs> she demands But respect. James Corden has to be, like, bullied. No. Guys, we... Here's the thing. We need to bully James Corden. <laughs> He's gone too far. Mm-hmm. Someone... He needs to be stopped. Mm-hmm. He can't keep getting okay. away with this. His power is growing too strong. <laughs> Literally. Should, okay, we should think about why he keeps getting roles in movie musicals. You know, why is he in Into the Woods, and why is he in The Prom? And Cats. And Cats. And (laughs) also, I was thinking, he's in Ocean's 8. Like, what's the reason for him being in Ocean's 8? Oh, yeah. No, I've seen so many things about people just being like, he's just so unnecessary in every single movie. And he's not, like... Every single movie would be improved by cutting him out. To me, he's not an actor. I hate to say it. No. He's He's, a personality. personality. And a bad one at that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he keeps getting cast. I do wonder if it's maybe, like, Hollywood... He's, like, a theater person. Mm-hmm. Like, before... Into the Woods was, like, his big break, as far as I'm concerned. In Hollywood, at least. But before that, he was, like, a theater person in the UK, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think maybe Hollywood just has an idea that there's, like, five people that can do musical theater. <laughs> and not... And, like, one of them is Hugh Jackman. But also, like, a lot of them are people that actually can't, like, Gerard Butler. Like, they just, like... They actually can't do it. And so, I think they're, like, okay, wow. Like, okay, you can't deny he is a... Decent singing voice. I'm not saying it's anything special, but it's not bad. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And um, I've also heard it's been said, I mean, you know, maybe it's debatable in Into the Woods, but he. I think that we need to have the conversation because this is the most controversial thing about this musical. Mm-hmm. It is the thing I have been hearing the most about this musical, mm-hmm. is that he plays an openly gay character, mm-hmm. right? A character in which his... Like, gayness is so integral to his storyline, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot about, like, him being accepted by his mom and that stuff. And he... Oh, we'll get to his mom later, but... <laughs> we'll get to his mom later. And James Corden's performance traffics in a lot of gay stereotypes. I think mm-hmm. we can say that. Mm-hmm. He makes the octave of his voice higher than his natural voice. Mm-hmm. He is more effeminate. He's more flamboyant. He uses certain gestures. Like, he... Like, he is playing a gay stereotype. Like, I think that's totally fair. Like, he's playing Nathan Lane, essentially. And why didn't they just cast Nathan Lane? And the, 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 the question, question is, like, why didn't they cast Nathan Lane? Why didn't they cast Titus Burgess? Like, why didn't they cast even Brooke? I think the guy's name that did it on Broadway is Brooks Ashmanskis, maybe? Ashmanskis? Anyways? But, like, just cast him. Because, like, I th- I guess, like, maybe they cast him because they kind of have similar looks. Him and the guy who did it on Broadway. But it's just, I think we can get to that point, but it really makes the whole storyline of his that's supposed to be kind of like the heart of the film Mm -hmm. ring really inauthentic to me. Mm -hmm. And his, like, two numbers are the worst, in my opinion. Like, the worst in the movie. Like, they are so cringe. And, like, I don't like looking at them. And they just, like, grind the whole production to a halt for me. Like, I'm literally, like, this... Like, it convinces me that it's not a good movie, and I like this movie. So, I think it's fair to say that we were not in love with his performance in this movie. 
Not at all. And we didn't like him before this, to be fair. <laughs> so we were a little biased. Um, I just think, like, if you're going to have a movie with Nicole Kidman and Carrie Washington and you're going to put James Corden above them, like, what's wrong with Hollywood? I'm legitimately concerned. Anyways, so um, I think we've bullied him enough, but we, we'll do some more <laughs> just, just in case. Um, so anyways... So they're kind of just, like, bemoaning the fact that they are all flops, right? Right. And they're like, guys, we need to do something. Like, everyone thinks we're narcissistic, mm-hmm. especially um, Dee Dee and Barry. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, all the reviews said we're narcissistic. We need to do something to get in the public's good graces, right? Mm-hmm. So what does um, Nicole decide to do? She... Angie. Okay, so she's just on her Twitter, you know? Yeah. As Nicole. Said, Let's see what's trending. As, as Nicole does. And we should make it, we should talk about her accent. It's, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. She can't do an American accent. It's but been proven in lots of different I, properties. I honestly think involved. it just makes it even more camp. Oh, oh my God, Oscar. I'm not saying it's bad for the movie <laughs> at all. I'm saying it's good for the movie. It adds the to movie. the camp factor because she is also trying Maybe to do Maybe she just has that big brain and <gasps> she knew it was going to be extra, extra campy. Oh my gosh. And she's just like, I'm going to make it bad. Oh, I that's completely possible but the thing is she's trying to do a new york accent at times uh-huh. on top of an american accent uh-huh. and so it's just kind of layers also, of some, not like, good valley girl and occasionally southern almost yeah. just a little bit yeah she's kind of just like trip around the world with just one accent and i love that about her just, you know the diversity in her voice absolutely um anyways so she says let's see what's trending and um brings up twitter Twitter <laughs> and let's go through Twitter. Let's go through Twitter and um, what comes up? But Emma's story, Emma's right? Story, which, which we we've just, already seen, we talked about. We talked about like 10, 15 minutes ago. <laughs> which again, this is the first ten minutes of the movie. Um, <laughs> um, and so you probably could just watch a movie to be sure to listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm, yep. And let's let's exactly say. No, I don't know if this is exactly true, but let's say what Nicole says. She just, just wants to, to take her, her girlfriend, girlfriend to the, the high school prom. The high school prom. She just wants to take her girlfriend to the high school prom. We're, we're, we're prom. flipping our hands over because she she, she doesn't distinctly flips her hand over. You just An have emphasis. to watch it. High school she prom just... flipped the hand. She just wants to take her girlfriend to the high school prom. She really emphasizes prom. Yes. And she says BS, but we're not going to say that in this movie because, in, in this podcast, because this is family friendly. Family friendly. Yep. We are devoted to saying family friendly. Yep. We are devoted to that. So anyways, they say, okay, we're coming. Move over, we're coming. And I think the technical explanation for it is that Andrew Rennells has booked a non-union tour of God's Bill mm-hmm. that's going through Indiana, so they go on the coach bus. And Meryl has a stunning outfit while they're in the coach bus. It's all it's a monochromatic yellow look, isn't it? Yes, and it's a pantsuit. <laughs> she loves her pantsuits in she this. She loves her monochromatic looks in this, too. Mm-hmm. And sparkly, of course. And red wig. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Wait, she's... what does she talk about on the bus? She talks to James Corden about, right. like, him being gay and, like, from a small town. And we're like, mm-hmm. okay, skip. Anyway, <laughs> Andrew Rennell's, like, is car sick, so he's throwing up. We're all like, okay, Nicole is with the chorus of the kids mm-hmm. of Godspell. And we love that for her. Mm-hmm. Day by day! Um, and then, yeah, guess what? Yeah. We're already almost to the best part of the whole movie. Oscar. 
almost there. Because the they... climax, in my opinion. <laughs> yep, it comes twenty minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a non-traditional, experimental, mm-hmm. yeah, um, restructuring of narrative frameworks. Yeah, because and that's they why put... it's getting an Oscar. Yeah, mm-hmm. the best original, mm-hmm. best adapted screenplay, because they put the climax of the film twenty minutes into the movie and they just make you watch the rest of it. Because the and climax, you, you might not want to, but there's a very important <laughs> post credits wrap. Wrap, yes. So we're, we're, we're holding off for, for that after this scene. Yes. Yeah, so you kind of watch this and you're like, okay, well, I know there's one good scene after this, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, Oscar, they barge right they into barge. that dang. Get, you know what this actually reminded me of? What? Again, hairspray. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, we we need to discuss this. This we movie need to make is... a Venn diagram of hairspray and the prom because we they need to write very similar vibes. academic essays on this. I think this might be my thesis for college. Hold on, I'm taking notes. <laughs> this is me taking notes, scribbling, scribbling, scribbling. I'm scribbling. Oh, it's all becoming so clear. Zach Efron. Okay. Um, okay, so they give me very similar vibes, and right. that is the biggest compliment you can give a movie oh, musical because absolutely. i uh, we adore the movie hairspray it's just literally actors having fun yeah and that's like my favorite genre of film yeah i literally they're not love taking it. themselves too seriously it's colorful mm-hmm. it's kind of yeah they, they have about... a lot of the same colors just like primary, primary you know primary and no, bright sure. no for sure literally um the lighting is very mm-hmm. theatrical mm-hmm. like as, as you'll probably see in this film none of it's realistic like no but seriously like Broadway doesn't look like Broadway. It looks like a movie. It's like a movie set of Broadway. Right. Um, like Indiana doesn't look like Indiana. It looks no. like a movie set of Indiana. Like very right. explicitly so. And uh, not all movie musicals are like this. Like Chicago, no, no. no. Well, not Mamma Mia. Chicago take like the music. Like the music scenes take place on a stage. So, well, like I mean, of, but like like the prison and like stuff. Like the maybe. prison, yeah. I mean, like Mamma Mia, yes, very realistic. I would and, say. Um, I mean, think about like Rent. Les Rent's Mis. very like gritty. Like Miz is very gritty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is very theatrical. Very theatrical. And again, actors having fun, but also like taking a very important topic <laughs> related to like equality and like civil rights and like kind of oversimplifying it but like with good intentions right mm-hmm. like for hairspray it's race and like segregation mm-hmm. and for this it's very obviously like lgbtq rights mm-hmm. um and it's it's again like it's good intentions and it's done with heart and love so i don't find a problem with it um, but again, of course, it's oversimplified. Mm-hmm. Like it's a movie musical; it's not going to be able to tackle gay rights in the best way, um, which maybe it will. But um, I, yeah, I absolutely adore Hairspray, and I really like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them has Meryl Streep, so let's talk about that. One has Nikki Blonsky. Oh crap! The two best actresses of our generation. We can't pit them against and, each and other. And Queen, Queen's there too. We don't compare Queens. <laughs> we love Queen Latifah. <laughs> I hate when you just say Queen without Latifah. <laughs> Think about it though, because Queen Latifah has been in two really iconic movie musicals. Mm-hmm. Same with Christine Baranski. Three. <laughs> oh, but list. she's in Chicago too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Christine Baranski is the movie and musical queen. Dolly Parton Christmas Wait, on the Square. Wait, four, 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 because she's done Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. Which is also on Netflix, and we really highly recommend you guys watch. Guys, I think the perfect double feature, like, okay, you guys, let's paint the picture. If you guys are having... Shut up. I'm painting the picture. S-A-D. <laughs> Your fa- family's gathered around after Christmas dinner. You've opened presents. It's been a really great day so far. And you're thinking, jeez, 
We need four hours of content that are gonna brighten make us our day. brighten our day, make us feel joy raise and our... love, raise our spirits. Mm-hmm. Do we have the double feature for you? First, you're gonna watch Meryl Streep in The Prom, uh-huh. and then you're gonna watch Christine Baranski and Dolly Parton in Dolly Parton Parton's Christmas on the Square, and I can guarantee that you're gonna have. A heck of a time. You'll never be happier in your life. No. Never again. I don't think you I've could, ever been this happy you, <laughs> when I was when I watched Johnny Barnes Crystal on the Square and the prom. You could literally win like a billion dollars. And I think you'd still be happy watching these two movies, I'm not gonna lie. Nope. I completely agree. I completely agree. I've already seen this movie, The Prom, twice. Mm-hmm. And I want to have seen Dolly Parton's Christmas. One and Christmas. a half. <laughs> one and a third. And I want to have seen Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square two times. Mm-hmm. Because they just, like, you can just stop worrying. And I've I've seen, you know, this has gotten, like, mixed reviews, right? Like, some people were like, this is corny. But some people were like, this is corny. And I think the best reviews about it have just been focusing on how much joy it brings mm-hmm. everyone who watches it and mm-hmm. how much it just lets us kind of forget about 2020 and everything else going on and really just enjoy this story mm-hmm. and enjoy the music and enjoy the actors because that's really what makes it so good i think mm-hmm. um okay so they barge into the pta meeting oscar right. and oh my god oh my god a showstopper performance oh yeah. i literally I don't know what to say. I think this might be the best musical number Meryl has ever done. I know Mamma Mia is up there. I know Mamma Mia is up there. Both have spotlights. Both are really showy. Both have lots of zazz. (laughs) He said it, folks. He said it. And if you don't know what that means, we'll get to it. Don't worry. Um, But I, I love this. I love this so much. As soon as this started, I don't know about you, I immediately got a grin on my face. Because we didn't, we didn't, we we committed to not listening to the songs or mm-hmm. watching the music videos mm-hmm. before we watched the movie. Yes, because we wanted to experience it in real time. Mm-hmm. And I love this. So we need to get into this. So the Godspell kids run in mm-hmm. and they're adjusting the lights and the sound and that sort of stuff. And soon after The follows... Godspell kids are very like minion, like very despicable me minions, <laughs> you know? Okay, so... Um, and Meryl Streep is grew, is what I'm saying. Okay. That's, that's really good. That's called film analysis, everyone. That's called... Despicable Me Theory, actually. I've actually seen that applied to a number of films. Despicable Me Theory. But, um... Okay, so... All the actors come in, and they're holding up signs, right? Like, let her go to prom. Gay rights. That kind of thing. Just general euphemisms. And who is ready to make is, a stand? Who is in the middle of the high school gym? <laughs> who? It's, it's Dee Dee Allen. It's Meryl Streep. <laughs> and she's wearing a stunning outfit. Absolutely stunning. It is all black, right? I think there's some red in there. But no, but there's a red cape over the top. Or but like, the, the, yeah. the top, it's, it's, I mean, her hair is red. But the, right. the top and bottoms and heels, I believe, are all red. Maybe the heels are or black, maybe the heels are red, but she sings the song It's Not About Me. And before we get any farther, let's have them listen to it a little bit, huh? Mm-hmm. But it's not about me. It's about poor Emma for can't you see the raw deal she's been dealt. So here my plea. 
for her belt. Sing it, It's not about me. It's Emma's story, damn it. Equality should be this country's norm. No photography unless you Instagram it. Use hashtag DD takes local yokels by storm. But it's not about me. I didn't come here to make a scene, but I know how Emma's heart aches. And this is how actors intervene with fiery songs and dance breaks. But it's all although I'm rich and famous, publicity is not my final goal. You need and be some backwoods ignoramus. Join me and we'll start fighting. Okay, guys, now do you know what we mean by the best she's ever sounded? Because I think that's pretty self-evident there. She sounds so good on that song, Oscar. So good. Her belt. Ooh, I. What's your favorite part? My best. I do like that part. I do like the part. My favorite part is hashtag Didi take local yo goes by storm. And I do love the dance break, which you guys will see if you watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and should we talk about Meryl's experience with dancing in this? I think we should talk about Meryl's experience with dancing in this because what Oscar? She didn't. She didn't think she was gonna have to dance. <laughs> no, guys, she was. And she showed up. And Meryl lately has been kind of uh, known for not doing very well, <laughs> showing up, knowing wh- what? What? What are you talking about? The Let Them All Talk interview. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> she's been kind of flopping at we'll talk rehearsals. We'll this week in Meryl. Yeah, but um, <laughs> don't imply that she's lazy. I'm joking. I'm joking. Listen, we gotta give her a good press for this Oscar. <laughs> They, she's paying us five hundred dollars to do this episode. Um, so Meryl's really good in this. Really no, um, um, no, yeah. So she didn't want to dance. No, well, she was surprised, right? She was surprised because she had to dance. and you'll see this if there's a behind the scenes featurette, which is on YouTube that you can see. It's just short. Um, and Meryl expresses her surprise because the woman that played Dee Dee in the Broadway production, she said she didn't have to dance. She she did a lot of posing, but she never had to dance. And she definitely poses a lot in this. Meryl. And there's quite a bit of posing, there's but a lot and then, of posing. But, then <laughs> but then Meryl says, I cut to set and Ryan told me, No, you're gonna have to dance. And I'll say it's not a lot of dancing, mm, no. but it's not super difficult. It's, and like, it's like, do, it's my, like my show choir level of no, dancing. Yeah. It's very like, okay, two-step, come on, shuffle. <laughs> and like, you don't really see her in the group dance scenes. I'm no, like, okay, you, they, had to they, do, you had to do group dance scenes in Mamma Mia. Like, you had to. Yeah. So like, it's not that bad. No. And, it's just so funny. And they like, I feel like they like cut 
out of her like a lot during the dance break. No, yeah. Maybe because she was no, I think she's not like, dancing I'm that not, well. She's like, I'm not doing. I'm it. not learning this. <laughs> no. I did not sign up for this. No. It's not in my contract. No. But um, if you do watch the feature on YouTube, she wears a really really bad wig <laughs> that was like their prototype wig, <laughs> and it's really really bad. It's like more heightened, I guess. Like right. it's like no. Really... I think we both said it's. Very comparable to Diane Keaton's <laughs> in, Marvin's, in room. Marvin's room, which, which hopefully also, you guys have watched by now. Which also was comparable to E.T.'s wig when they put the, the wig on E.T. and E.T. So Meryl Streep is E.T. Anyways, we put it all together. Um. Anyways, that oh, it's such a good, such a good number. Um. I us during the whole number is essentially Keegan Michael Key's character during the whole number. Mm-hmm. Just ah, jaw mm-hmm. drop because he is a secret Meryl fan. Yes, yes, he's obsessed with her. Um, so basically, the PTA is like, okay, anyways. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and what do you um, want me to do about that? <laughs> and so they're like pissed about it, but they're like, okay. Um, and then yes, like we said, Keegan Michael Key comes up to Meryl in the hallway afterwards and says, "I'm like a huge fan, right?" Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't be, but he reveals that he like goes to New York every year and sees all the you know Broadway musicals that are out. And um, he's a huge fan of Dee Dee, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, wow. And she's like, well, you're just not my typical audience. And he's like, because I'm black? And she's like, no, because you're straight. You are straight, right? And that was the beginning of a beautiful romance. Yes, folks, that's right. We did get a romance subplot for Meryl Streep in the year 2020. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. let's celebrate that. Absolutely, we should. Here's the thing, Oscar. It caught us both completely oh, off guard. because it's not... In the trailers, anywhere. <laughs> no, it's on any of the marketing. I don't know what why they're trying to hide it, but it's literally like they're trying to hide like an MCU plotline or something—the <laughs> level of like secrecy that was no, shrouded. Literally, uh, uh, like they they fully make out in the movie. Like it's oh, not yeah. like it's not like a and you it's know like, read between it's the like lines a thing. Pretty big side plot. No, it takes up a decent amount of screen time. I think we can say in general, Meryl's character. Is essentially a lead to me. I think she's the lead. I didn't actually know that she was going to be this big of a no, role. No, I thought she, I mean, like, I thought she'd be as much in the movie as about Nicole is, mm-hmm. which is not very much. Mm-hmm. But, like, a, a decent part mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I mean, Andrew Ronald is not in the movie really much, very much at all. Um, but I, I think that um, Keegan and Meryl, at first I was like, oh, that's kind of weird because there's a significant age gap, right? Um, and it's just, like, they're different types of actors like keegan is traditionally a comedian right mm-hmm. and meryl is very much not and except uh, in she devil except in she devil and she succeeds um but i just it's just like not the most common pairing or like right. the, the most one that would come to, top, to the top of your mind right. when you think of meryl streep's love interest right but i really like them in this movie oscar what oh, did yeah. you think i liked them a lot i think they had really great chemistry mm-hmm. I think that, like, every scene that they were in, I look forward to, and I feel like they just were really great together, and all the people that I've watched the movie with have thought the same. Like, they're like, oh, what? And then they're like, okay. Um, so, essentially, yeah. What happened next, Oscar? They have um, a, little, a little talk. Who's they? Um, Emma. Emma, yep. And her girlfriend, yes. who happens to be <gasps> Carrie Washington's daughter, <gasps> Alyssa Green. What? Yes, we like all knew that because like mm-hmm. it's like was... pretty heavily mm-hmm. foreshadowed in the movie. But they meet under the bleachers, right? Mm-hmm. And they sing a little song. It's 
called mm-hmm. Dance With You. Mm-hmm. It's cute. It's just about how they like want to dance at the prom. Uh-huh. This so. this movie, as far as I'm concerned, not really about them. <laughs> it's about Meryl. <laughs> like I like that's cool. But <laughs> I know it's called the prom. But uh, let's move on. Um, um. So that's I mean it's like cute. I mm-hmm. what do you think of Joel and Palman, who plays uh, Emma, mm-hmm. and Ariana DeBose who plays Alyssa? I think they both do a good job. You know. Yeah, I think that so Joel and Palman was is an unknown actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did like a Mary, nationwide search again. We're gonna mention her again. Nikki Blonsky. <laughs> Very Nikki Blonsky to cast the lead actress as an unknown. Um, let's hope she's a little bit of a better career. Sorry, Nikki. Sorry, Nikki. We love you so much. Uh-huh. I follow you on TikTok. Um, but she does I think she does a really great job. And I think it's cool. I mean, other people have discussed this before, but I think maybe where they failed with James Corden. Um, she does like identify as queer. And so I think that that's cool mm-hmm. that they cast her as lead. There was some uproar in the theater community. There's always uproar in the theater community because the original actress who was in the prom was not cast in the movie. And people were like, what the heck? Like, she's not that. It was only a few years ago. So it's mm-hmm. not like she's super old or anything. Um, but I, I have not seen her. And I'm sure she does a great job. But I think Joe Ellen does a really good job mm-hmm. here. Um, and like very convincing character. And I think Ariana DeBose does a great job, too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I think they both have really strong voices. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see Ariana. Really good chemistry. Yeah. For sure. And I'm really excited to see Ariana in the new um, West Side Story. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, back to Meryl. So, back to Meryl. This is when we get the scene that we had seen in the um, trailers about Meryl stomping those Tonys down. Uh-huh. And it's just as iconic in the whole movie, guys. Don't worry about it. So, they show up to the motel. Mm-hmm. They call it a motel. I think it's a hotel. Yep. Um, We've seen motels before, folks. We know what they look like. <laughs> um... So they she showed up to the hotel mm-hmm. and she's like, where's my sweet? Mm-hmm. Very she-devil. Very she-devil. Mm-hmm. And there's no sweet. Of course there's no sweet, Meryl. We're in Edgewater, Indiana, Meryl. Meryl. <laughs> um, but I still think they could have found a hotel with a suite, I'm not going to lie. If they have a giant mall. Yup. They definitely could. At a Radisson or something. <laughs> a definitely. Not a Radisson. <laughs> um, but... But they don't. So Meryl gets really pissed off <laughs> that she doesn't have a suite. Yeah. You know? And rightfully so. Rightfully she deserves so. that. Mm-hmm. So she stomps one Tony down. She stomps it right down. Then she stomps. She's like, how about now? <laughs> Where is my suite? Hmm? And the guy's like, uh, what do you want me to do about that? <laughs> and then she pulls out. She just carries around these Tonys in her purse. And who wouldn't? I would. Me too. Anyways. Stomps the second one down. Stomps the second one down. And he's like, okay, <laughs> cool. And? And then stupid James Corden's there. And he's like, oh, look at my, what was it Drama even? desk. Drama desk. We said, and Meryl oh. literally like cackles at that. <laughs> she goes, ha, 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 Okay, come on into the woods. <laughs> Witch laugh, let's go. But the audience was cackling right alongside uh-huh. her. <laughs> because trust me. We love to see James getting clowned on. <laughs> yes. Especially by Meryl Streep. Bully him, Meryl. We know you did it on set. Do it in the movie. <laughs> um. So anyways, that's that. And then they're like, okay, we need to get the word out, right? Mm-hmm. And Andrew Rennell's earlier in the film was like, I'll just have Stephen Sondheim write as a, a song. <laughs> just on the side. Because I like know him really well, but it turns out he doesn't know him really well, which is funny because Meryl does know him really well and probably could have gotten them, him to write a song. But anyways, so he's like, it's okay. I wrote a song. And it's like, 
um, he's like, I have a place that we can sing it. And mm-hmm. the place that is a monster truck rally. Um, and it's in a giant arena. And Meryl is... Meryl, Meryl is says, driving the monster truck. <laughs> She's participating in this little monster <laughs> truck. <laughs> We're joking? No. She's not in the monster truck, Doesn't unfortunately. she say when they go in and they're like just kind of in, watching in the wings? <laughs> I don't know what the monster truck terminology is. <laughs> <laughs> they're watching in the wings. And she says... So this is what it's come to. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what she says. So Andrew Rinalds gets up there and he starts singing this acceptance song. And it's like very basic. But I like, but liked it. And I thought it was really catchy. And it was like really funny. And the gospel kids come and like sing back up. But he's just like, accept people. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. And I like was kind of vibing. Like I like the song. I think it's a good time. But anyways. Um, and Meryl. Meryl literally, they're showing her like pissed off about yeah, she's, to she's have about, to she's enter. She's walking in. And they just they just cut it. They just cut it. They she's about. She, I feel like she's literally about to open her mouth, and they just next scene. And I'm like, guys, this is what we want to see, not James Corden and his storyline. Literally, they could have just cut his whole. Literally, but um, yeah, they're like booed. Like no one likes them, of course. Haha. Mm-hmm. Antitways. So, um, the principal, Principal Hawkins, I think it is. Yeah, Tom Hawkins, who's played by Keegan Michael Key. Um, he is like, okay, we guys, good news. This I was not the, the Indiana Supreme Court like ruled, and she has to go to prom. Like it's mm-hmm. discriminatory not to let her go. And they're like, great. And so Meryl goes up to Keegan Michael Key and says, "Is there a restaurant in town that has?" dinnerware mm-hmm. and I he says she cutlery actually yeah, well, she says what did she say plates and cutlery mm-hmm. and where does Kiki and Cookie take her for their first date which it's not necessarily a date at the time but no just a kind of you know get outing yeah mm-hmm. Applebee's yeah and she calls it apples and bees apples and bees because she doesn't know what it is because she's so hoity toity you know Meryl oh she the thing is she doesn't know what Applebee's is <laughs> Like in real life, she's like, oh. <laughs> Probably thought it was just like a set. No, she's like, oh, what a what a fun name to write in a restaurant. I love that, Ryan. That's a funny one. <laughs> um, but anyways, they talk in that about um, like how much Principal Hawkins likes theater and like what it means to me. And she's like, oh, I'm like getting tired of it. I might I might just retire. He's like, no, you can't retire because um, we look to you. Is the, mm-hmm. is the song and i like it i've never seen keegan michael key in a musical i think he does a great job here like mm-hmm. it's like a his voice isn't stunning but he plays it very convincingly and he just talks about um like what she means to everyone who's watching and i think this is when we get personally and i'll talk about it in the upcoming segment her most iconic looks because um we see her on stage while he's watching and she's wearing a bob with mm-hmm. bangs it's still her red hair <gasps> And it, I really wish they had given her that hair the whole movie because it looks so good on her. And I'll talk about some of the other outfits later. Um, but anyway, it's just really iconic. That's all I have to say about that. I guess before then, we kind of skipped it, but there are, like, promposals that are happening. And the song's low-key fire. It's called You Happen. Oscar, let's sing a little bit. And then, then you, you happened. happened. Go to prom with me. Shelby! Oh, yeah. Go to prom with us, Meryl. Meryl, this is your invitation. Uh-huh. Okay, do you know what's a fun fact? Since what? we were talking about the prom, right? Uh-huh. And Meryl Streep yep. mm-hmm. is in the prom, right? Yep. So, did you know? What? So, Meryl Streep was not 
a prom queen, but she was a homecoming queen. So she was super popular in high school. Did you know that? I actually did not know that, Oscar. No. But it makes sense. I started with a fun thing to say in this. No, I really... Focused. No, I really and, but appreciate that. What's really fun is she said it was all an act. Really? She said she didn't... She didn't actually, like, cheerleading or, like, mm. acting super popular. She was just being an actress. And, of course, she's the best at that. So, mm-hmm. oh, my god. So, she was super convincing, of course. And they voted her as homecoming queen. And she's like, yep. Oh, wow. She literally said that. She did that. Meryl said, be myself? I don't think so. <laughs> She said, my advice to all the young people out there is don't be yourself and scam your way into getting homecoming queen. And we appreciate that. And we appreciate that. I really love that. Um, Obviously, she's, I mean, she was honing her craft that early. Mm-hmm. So anyways, they sing that little ditty at Apples and Bees, and it's really cute. And I low-key love their chemistry. I think they're such a cute couple in this. Seriously, mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with them. We find out that Emma, and this is very sad, has been kicked out of her house, right, by her parents Mm -hmm. because they found out she was gay. Mm -hmm. And so she's staying at her grandma's house. Mm -hmm. And um, Barry comes over and they're, like, talking about, like, what she's going to wear to the prom. And he reveals that he hasn't talked to his mom in, like, 30 years, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we can kind of fast forward through this stuff because we don't really care. But it is sad. Like, if it was played by anyone other than James Corden, I'd be, like, moved. Um, But, um... Now we kind of come to, like, the saddest part of the movie, right? Mm -hmm. And we see at the beginning a very fun prom happening with Mm -hmm. lots of kids dancing and celebrating. Mm -hmm. Dua Lipa is playing in the background. (laughs) And um, it's just, like, seems like you're having a really good time. We see Emma getting dressed for the prom. Mm -hmm. James forces her into a dress because he is nothing but heteronormative. Um, And she's gussied up. No, she's like, yeah, I think I'm just going to wear a suit. And he's like, no. He's like, no, we're putting you in a dress. No, literally. I'm like, okay. Guys, don't worry. It gets fixed later. But still, she looks really pretty still. Mm -hmm. So she goes to the gym where everyone has told her the prom is. Mm -hmm. Oscar, tell us what we see there. A single disco ball. A single disco ball. And Keegan-Michael Key. And Keegan-Michael Key, which I would be happy with. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay, the disco ball? What? I would be. Just a disco ball and kicking my cookie alone in the gym. That's my dream. I, I dream that every night. Okay, but the disco ball, um, we noticed had a spooky resemblance to a disco ball that we that we bought with our tickets at an arcade when we were like i was probably like 14 you were probably like 10 yeah it was the exact same disco ball we still have it and we were like yes we're gonna have like ryan murphy definitely picked it up from an arcade the disco ball for sure he said i'll play like dealer no deal and then i'll get enough (laughs) tickets but you guys that's the ticket that's the key though if you're ever at an arcade you need tickets play dealer no deal Anyways, so it was, like, the exact same. So that can tell you how pathetic it was. Um, and it's actually so sad, isn't it, Oscar? I'm crying right now. I'm crying. It's really so Stop. It's actually really sad. No, it is. Because Meryl is so cute in the scene. Because she is videotaping. She's doing, like, you're, like, you're, ama- you're it's amazing, yeah, sweetie. Yeah, she looks like an old little grandma. Yeah, because she has her phone out, and she's like, okay. Like, they're about to go into the school. And she's like, oh, my gosh, so cute. Here's her dress, and there's her pickup truck. It's literally so cute. Mm-hmm. And she realizes, oh, my God, there's no one else in the parking lot. And then none of them had realized that. But they're, like, 
actors not Mm -hmm. smart people so it's okay (laughs) and um guys oscar what happened what did they do to her they They scammed her they they tricked her they committed an act of clownery they committed a huge act of clownery and carrie washington particularly Carrie, carrie washington said um it wouldn't be safe for her to go to the normal prom so we gave her her own prom and then all of the other kids at school texted her yep Mm-hmm. It's at the school gym mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when it was moved to a different venue. And I feel like there has to be one good person in the entire school that would just say, yeah, we're actually lying to you. So mm-hmm. just like a single good one. Yeah. And her girlfriend, Alyssa, mm-hmm. so um, Carrie's daughter, has been told, was not told that. So she shows up and Emma calls her from the lame prom and um, is like, you knew, you knew. And Alyssa's like, no, I had no idea. I had no idea. And then Emma's like, then come here. And Alyssa's like, no, my mom will find out. And she's like, you're a coward. And hangs up, essentially. Mm -hmm. But it's really sad. And she's, like, really humiliated. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I'm, like, it was, it's a very sad moment. And I think the saddest part of that is that it's based on a true story. Okay. And, um, couldn't that still be discrimination, though? No, for sure. Separate but equal? Hmm. Interesting. Seems like Hairspray tackled this, too. But, like, for real, though, this was based on a true story. It happened in 2010. They, like, made her go to a whole... This this girl who wanted to take her girlfriend to prom, she's a lesbian, wanted to take her girlfriend to prom. They said no and gave her a completely separate prom. Like, it, it's, like, based on a true story, which is, like, so horrid. Yeah, I don't even think that would happen at, like, my school. Yeah, no, it's despicable. Like, despicable me. Despicable me theory coming back again. Um, but anyways, as they're all, like, really distraught about this, they do reveal why they came to Indiana, right? And it's because of publicity, obviously. Publicity? We know that. I don't I'm a little confused why they would tell her that, but... I think they, like, let it slip. Mm-hmm. No, but... really, they were kind of, like, around her. They're like, yeah, <laughs> really reason. Like, they definitely thought this over. And, like... Don't say that. <laughs> no, they're, like, not smart. Um, but Keegan-Michael Key is shocked. The mm-hmm. only one. I think Emma's, like, that tracks. <laughs> yeah, that, like, makes sense. Like, based off the people that you are. <laughs> um, but Keegan-Michael Key is shocked that Meryl would do that. And, and especially because they were having little flings. They had a moment, for sure. Um, but anyways, we cut to Nicole, Angie, mm-hmm. really comforting Emma. Mm-hmm. And somehow they're best friends. We don't really know how that happened, but that's okay. Um, Dee Dee is just decompressing. Mm-hmm. She's using a little UV light mask mm-hmm. and watching My Best Friend's Wedding with her favorite co-star, Julia Roberts, mm-hmm. from August Osage County. Yes. And we'd love to see it. And guess what? What? Barry tells Dee Dee that he... She, excuse me, needs to call her ex-husband, who's like, um, I don't know, like a late night host or something right. now, um, and be like, no, you need to tell Emma's story. Like, you need to tell right. Emma's story. And Meryl wants like, none of it. I hate that yes. man. Well, he, like, took all of her money. Right. Her, her, her hard-earned money. Yeah, and, like, That Meryl acted so hard for. No, literally. And so, anyways, um, Dee Dee does... Okay, so... Principal Hawkins, Kiki and Michael Key is really pissed at her, Mm -hmm. but she makes it up to him. They meet up at Apples and Bees, I think, again, Mm -hmm. and they make it up. Another spot. (laughs) Yeah. And she explains, like, what this Eddie Sharp guy did to her Mm -hmm. and, like, it's not okay and why she doesn't want to contact him. Because, essentially, she's like, if I contact him, he's going to want something in return, and that means, like, my house in the Hamptons. Uh 
And she so prizes this house in the Hamptons, well, and who who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Exactly. Um, Emma shows up with Alyssa, and she's mm-hmm. like, "I cannot believe that you didn't show up for me when I needed you, mm-hmm. right?" And I'm breaking up with you. Like they end up breaking up, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's really, really, really sad. Um, but I think the the sweetest moment in like this kind of part is the the scene in the musical number between Nicole and Emma mm. or Nicole Kim in and Emma yes. which is titled Zaz, Zaz and it's a Fosse inspired number mm-hmm. Bob Fosse who did the choreo and also directed a lot of musicals including like Chicago and Cabaret mm-hmm. um and his very quintessential um choreography mm-hmm. and it's very like Chicago like the mm-hmm. dun 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 um, and it's Zaz, and she's just like, you know what? You have to be yourself. They have a really, really cute dance number. Yeah. The lights kind of go down in her house, or her grandma's mm-hmm. house. I really like this number, Oscar. What yeah. did you think of it? I thought it was really sweet. Yeah. Um, just really cute. I feel like this is, like, the flattest part of the movie for me. Like, I'm just like, okay, okay. Like, Meryl's mo- moment Meryl? happens. Where's Meryl? Where's Meryl? Where's Meryl? Where's Meryl? Nicole came in, yep, a little bump, a little bump, but where's Meryl? Exactly. Where's the rap? Where's the rap? Where's the rap? Well, it's like, it's just like kind of a bummer and flat for a while. And then the next thing that happens is like Trent, played by Andrew Manels, is like, okay, I'm going to the mall for some reason. And I'm like going to talk to the homophobes that like are really mean to Emma. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like the the they're like the plastics of the school. Like they're the popular kids and they're like, no, we're like Christians. Like that's like why we hate gay people. And he's like, no, the Bible. Blah, 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 blah. And then he does like a whole, and he, he does a good job. Right. Mm-hmm. I think this one's called, uh, um, love thy neighbor. Yes. Love thy neighbor. Um, and that one's good, but, um, very gospel, very gospel. And the choreo is really cool. And mm-hmm. he, his voice sounds great, but it's just like very, very on the nose. Like, it's, like, okay. It's, like, literally a song that's, like, here's why you should not be mean to gay people. It's, like, the song is not going to convince these people. Like, at the end of the they're, like, yes! Gay rights! And we're, like, okay. Um, But when Kiki Michael Key and Meryl are making up. Not making out yet. Not making out Just... quite yet. But they're making up. We do have another iconic Meryl solo song. Oh, yes, we do. Oh, <sighs> Oscar, set us up for us. Okay. So, Meryl decides to show up. And show out. And show out <laughs> to the school. The high school, yeah. The high school. His and office specifically. His office specifically. And she wears a really spectacular outfit mm-hmm. that, unfortunately, James Corden recommended her to do. Yeah. But it's yellow, yellow. And she has boots. Yellow and little boots. <laughs> She's like, should I wear the little boots? And he says, mm-hmm. And we say, boots. yes! The little so boots. then she shows up mm-hmm. and um to his office mm-hmm. and all like all the students that like had to go to the principal's office are outside his office. Yeah. Because that's just how high school works. Mm-hmm. Um and they're like bewildered by Meryl. They are and her bewildered. presence. They're odd. They're odd. The truth they all look at her like, wow. Yeah. Like how we would look at her. Meryl, mm-hmm. maybe not, but <laughs> um. So she shows up. She opens the door, mm-hmm. and Keegan Michael Key is like, "What are you doing here?" Mm-hmm. He's pissed. He's pissed. Mm-hmm. 
he's like, you have to leave. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I just, like, I don't know. Well, he's like, you're so narcissistic. Right. Like, I can't believe you would come here just for publicity. Like, this is a girl's life. And she's like, here's the thing. Like, I am an actress. Like, my whole life, I've mm-hmm. just, I've been taught and embraced to be narcissistic. I need your help. Mm-hmm. She said, teach me. Teach me. Mm-hmm. And that was a feeling yourself, my friends. Mm-hmm. She said, teach me, Keegan. Teach me. Yeah. Anyways, um, and she's like, I need a teacher to help me be a better person. And then he's like, I'm just so disappointed because you're not who you are on stage. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, who said I can't be? And uh-huh. Then she gets in a character. Yep. She starts singing the song, The Lady's Improving, mm-hmm. which I don't, we don't know the whole story behind like what her, the role it is from, but. An iconic stage role that Keegan loves. And it's like a... I don't know. It's another belty song. Mm-hmm. Less dancey. A little slower, I guess. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just play it a little bit yeah. more? Her range needs expanding. Her edges need sanding. But she can become much your best. So I'm begging you, sir. Talk about breath control. Uh-huh. Um, Talk about belting. <laughs> that's very much like an old Broadway song uh-huh. to me, though. Yeah. Um, and really, really great. Um, in Kiki Makoki's office, all of the delinquent boys start kind of being her background dancers mm-hmm. and singing the dance in. And, and they're loving all of it. And they're loving every and single moment. punishment. Wow. More like reward. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's their detention. I'll take that detention any day. I'd purposely get detention. <laughs> Anyways, really, really, really great song, but it's like her just proving that she she wants to change, mm-hmm. she wants to be a better person. Her development in this movie is to become less vain, narcissistic, mm-hmm. and care about other people, which is great. We love that. Um, and in that vein, she shows up at the motel, right? Uh-huh. And she tells Emma, She's she go ahead, begrudgingly, right? Begrudgingly, she's like, "You're gonna get a spot." On TV. Mm-hmm. And I gave my husband the Hamptons home. Yeah. And it was really, really hard for her to say. Mm-hmm. And Emma's like, yeah, great. <laughs> anyway. And anyways, I was doing my own thing. And Meryl. Oh, she loses it. She literally. And I think it's warranted. This is the big thing it. about the film that we were a little pissed about. If, if you're going to give this girl a house worth. Ten million dollars, probably. Ten million dollars to be on TV. 
you're going to be on TV. You're gonna say, if Thank Meryl Streep is telling you to be on TV and she paid $10 million for you to be there, you're going to do it. No, exactly. Gun to head. I don't care. <laughs> if Meryl Streep came up to me to do, told me to do anything, I would do it. No, literally. Any, if she told me to jump off a cliff, I would do it. Don't say that. I wouldn't do it. Okay. <laughs> but I know she'd be guiding me through everything. Okay, um, absolutely. 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 Um, and I'm... Like, I lost respect for Emma in this moment because she's like, thank you guys so much, but I want to do it my way. And Meryl almost fights her. She has to be dragged away uh, by Nicole and Barry. We're going to say Barry instead of the actor's name. Um, um, And she's pissed, as she should be. I'm I'm literally And she also had to call her ex-husband, who's so mean to her, and we don't like him. It's like, like She lost dignity. Just, just... I know you're going through it, but so is Meryl. And you guys just kind of have to work together. And do what's best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that made us pretty pissed. Um, but basically, she's like, no. So she's going to sing a little song on YouTube. Okay. You could have done that for free. On a talk show. A while ago without Meryl Streep. Or on a talk show. Or, and who, where are you going to get, <laughs> we're going to get more publicity, right? Yeah. I mean, it could go viral either way. Right? And. All the adults are gonna not gonna be watching YouTube. They're gonna be watching TV. Mm-hmm. So, if the teens aren't gonna do anything about it, <laughs> wow! You really said screw teens. <laughs> you said they have no power. You said me, a teenager, nothing I can do about the world. <laughs> but she sings a song called "Unruly Heart," which is about like loving mm-hmm. people who society doesn't want you to love, and it's sweet, like. They show a bunch of different, like, LGBTQ teens watching it and feeling represented. And that's, it's, like, a nice sentiment. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, after-school special PSA where it's, like, yes, love is love. Which is, like, yes, love is love, for sure. But at the same time, I'm, like, TikTok, Meryl, let's let's go. <laughs> like, this is the moment where I forget that it's, like, not about Meryl. And I'm, like, mm. But it was still, it's, like, cute. It's very cute. Um, I had a very good time. Mm-hmm. It was good. Anyway, so... Now they're like, okay, here's what Emma wants to do. She's like, I'm going to throw a prom for everyone that wants to come, right? Anyone who's everyone can come. Anyone who's everyone is coming to the prom. Everyone who's anyone. Anyone who's everyone. And so um, they, she wants to make her prom for everyone. I like, you know, everyone's welcome, essentially. But they need to fundraise because they spent all the money on the one disco ball in King Michael Keefe. <laughs> I have no idea where... Like, there, it must have been a ten dollar budget. I'm not lying. <laughs> well, they actually they spent all the money on the other. They actually spent all the money on the other prom, um, and apparently they have no other money. The school is broke. Even though Kiki Makuki has a really nice office, so maybe just donate some of that money. I don't know. Donate the office space. <laughs> yeah, have the prom in the office space. It was nice. <laughs> um, but basically, they're like, "Wow, we have no money," and so they like go to the actors, and are like, "Can you pay for it?" and Meryl is really funny in the scene because she's like, oh. She looks around the office. She's like, oh. This is a really interesting book you have here, Keegan. Oh, Keegan, um, tell me more about apples and bees. And she does not want to pay because she's very selfish, as we've established. She's very selfish? Well, uh, she's known as a narcissist, but she's given up so much already is the point. That's what I'm like. I'm like, you could have, she could have sold the Hamptons house for $10 million and gave, thrown you a $10 million prom. If you thought about it. Or you could have had... The prom at the house in the Hamptons. <laughs> I just broke this case wide open. Think about exactly. how fun that would have been. Exactly. 
<laughs> I am actually so pissed at this Emma character, whoever she thinks she is. She had no right. But anyways, they still forced Meryl to put down her black American Express card and, and pay for the entire thing herself, and she's essentially. Like, why why am I doing this? No, yeah. And it's supposed to be like, oh, she's learning to like care oh, about other she's people. So nice. But Meryl's like, I cared about other people and guess what it did for me? No, nothing. And, and yeah. nothing for anyone else either. Except so she's my like, stupid ex husband. What's the point in being a nice person, you know? No, literally. And, but she still does it. <sighs> she's so nice. She's she's at this point she's like this. She can't be a narcissist. No, she's like trying she's... to grow. The lady's mm-hmm. improving. The lady's, the lady's improving. Improving. Anyways, there's this whole scene where, um, surprise, surprise. I didn't realize this Oscar until my second viewing. I was looking through the credits and I said, Tracy Allman. Oh, you mean Jack's mom in Into the Woods? She's not in this movie. Wait. Tracy Allman is in this Tracy movie. Is in movie. She plays Barry's mom, Vera. Mm-hmm. who Meryl Streep cold calls out of nowhere. And, like, people have discussed how this is, like, not okay for her to just, like, call his mom and be like, you guys are, like, going to be friends now again. <laughs> but there's this whole storyline that we don't really care about, but basically she shows up at the school after 30 years and is like, I'm sorry for my past actions. Like, I accept you now. I love you. Can we be back together? He's like, where's dad? And she's like, he's not ready yet. And he's like, wow. Anyways, so he and his mom get back together. They reconcile. So this is a kind of a mini Into the Woods reunion with well, Meryl. James. And um, Tracy. Yeah. And again, Tracy is the, I don't know why she's in this movie. I don't know how much she got paid. Because she, did you know she's the highest paid British actress? <laughs> and that's, that's a fact. That is not true. It's, she's the Oscar's richest. Me. She's currently the richest British. I just simply cannot believe it. And she's it's in this. Just... How much did she get paid for this movie? It's like she could have paid she that much. She got paid ten thousand dollars, and that's it. <laughs> she's literally not in the movie that much, and she's wearing disgusting glasses, and she's like in old age makeup. No, Alexis literally <laughs> Glenn Close. <laughs> like it's very Glenn Close and Hillbillyology. <laughs> it's very that. Um, so basically they reconcile. Again, we don't really care, but it's fine. Okay, and then basically, um, the homophobes come back and they're like, we're not homophobes anymore. And they're like, we're gonna help you decorate. And, There's like, um, there's like four non-homophobes, by the way. There's literally four. They're four, and then they're not anymore. Like, they're the The four quintessential (laughs) homophobes, then all of a sudden they are not homophobes. Out of this, whatever, how many students do you think i know but they have to have some people represent the like the the mean kids like i understand that they're it's like a trope but whatever so then meryl and keegan and everyone they're laying out tablecloths like Mm -hmm. that's just they're just decorating they're like oh this is like a cute little prom Mm -hmm. but they're laying everything out they're like okay we're gonna help decorate mrs green shows up Mm -hmm. and Alyssa reveals that she is gay and that Mm -hmm. she is in love with Emma, mm-hmm. and Carrie is not happy she about it. Cannot. Carrie, honestly, has been kind of absent for a while. Oh, she's been absent for Both a while. Both in the movie mm-hmm. and in Alyssa's life. Oh, for sure. And she has a little a little breakdown, let's be honest. But she's like, um, we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about this later. she has to keep... She's like, you're just confused. You know? This is just a phase. She's public, yes, you know? she's very pro- proper. Very proper. Mm. Um, very waspy, I would say. Very waspy. Mm-hmm. Turns out they didn't use those tablecloths at all. Those tablecloths are gone, and the entire gym has been transformed. So let's just think about where Meryl's money is going. Literally, she's like, okay, I'll pay for these tablecloths, which I'll help set up. Uh They disappear. They're not to be seen. Meryl's work is just 
It's going nowhere. It's all over, but it's also all over the movie. She's paying for everything. And she literally funded this movie. No, literally. <laughs> it's her American Express card that's the budget. <laughs> so it is a really beautiful setup. It's like you come in, there's a tunnel of lights, mm-hmm. and it's all very, very much the color scheme of the film. And Emma is wearing her suit. Like, she wanted to, and she looks really pretty, and I really like the look on her. And she's with Alyssa, and they're together. And all kinds of teens from all over, all kinds of LGBTQ teens showing up. And um, we have some really great news, Oscar. What kind of news does Nicole find out while we're at the prom? She's pregnant. Oh, my God. Congrats, Nicole. You and Keith Urban are having a child. No. No. She did. She's not pregnant? No, that guys. Was, that was lies. That we was made that up. Oh, we clowned on them hard. They believe that one, Oscar. <laughs> She's not pregnant. But she did. Maybe even better than a pregnancy. Um, Wait, this reminds me of the part. Do you remember? Where like there were tabloids spreading that Lady Gaga was pregnant. And she's like, pregnant? Only pregnant with LGs. <laughs> But that's like Angie, and it's because she's like pregnant, pregnant only with being Roxy in Chicago, uh-huh. finally. Because she's been waiting forever. For her whole career. And she's always wanted to be Roxy. Yeah. And she has the Zazz okay. to be Roxy. She has Zazz on Zazz on Zazz. <laughs> and so we're really happy for her. Oh my God, I'm so happy. Everyone's for her. so happy for and her. And she's taking a red eye the next day after. She's, everyone's like, oh, did you take the role? She's like, no, I have a prom to go to. They're like, just kidding, I'm going there tomorrow. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, Nicole. Oh, Nicole. It's, it's so funny. And so I'm really, really excited for her because she is just the sweetest. And mm-hmm. also, like, Nicole would be great as Roxy. Oh, Nicole Kidman. Oh, for sure. Like, would, she'd be so good. It, we're probably never going to see it. But no, but she'd be so good. Better than like, Wendell totally as <laughs> Wendy Williams when she was in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe Wendy Williams? I'm assuming they're in the same universe. Wendy Williams was on Broadway. For Chicago before... She wasn't on Broadway, though. Wasn't she in the Chicago production? Oh, you're probably right. <laughs> she was in the Chicago production in Chicago. Yeah. But she was in an American <laughs> mm-hmm. theater run of a popular More than musical. Nicole Kidman. Which is unfair. But hopefully that's in the Lifetime movie they're making about <laughs> Wendy's life. <laughs> Guys, we'll, we'll be doing a special episode on that. Just kidding. <laughs> but then Trent gets some good news, too, because the, ki- the non-homophobes are like, you're actually like really cool and we really like you. And he's like, oh, I could be a teacher. And then they're like, yeah, you're a teacher. At, in like a span of 15 <laughs> seconds, he becomes a teacher. And we're like, okay. <laughs> and then Barry comes with his mom and they give him a crown. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing crown. And um, they're like, you're prom queen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's the last hopefully we have to see of him. And then big moment, Dee Dee and Principal Hawkins. They kissing. They kiss. This is another big moment. I would say if there's a second climax, this is it. <laughs> it's up there, baby. It is cute. I shipped them so hard. My OTP. It was very, um, I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. Like a very, uh, what is that? Like a Shrek kiss. <laughs> like a Shrek where it, like, glows kind of. I just kind of felt like that in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I was saying Meryl had a Shrek kiss. <laughs> I feel like we've mentioned Shrek a lot on this podcast, but it stays in our minds rent free. Okay, so then anyways, like, they're dancing, they're having a good time. Carrie Washington shows up in what is a stunning dress. It's like 
multicolors. Dolly Parton's coat of many colors, am I right? It's like really cute and has a Peter Pan collar and she looks really cute. And I'm like, what? Okay, with a dress that cute, you can't be homophobic. And she's not anymore. She changed. Yay. And she's like, I'll always love you, Alyssa. And it's okay. And then guess what? Emma and Alyssa kiss. Aww. And everyone's Aww, so happy. But, but Meryl and Keegan already kissed. Oh, it's kind, it's of, kind of like, okay. okay. The two main characters already kissed. So, like, what do you want us to do about that? Anyways, they sing a little song. Like, it's time to dance. And it's like the prom. Mm-hmm. And it's like really, the really one great. Thing's universal. Life's no dress rehearsal. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And that's the movie, The Prom, guys. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Oh, oh, is that an, wait. An there's, end there's credits. A, there's a song at the at the credits. Can't oh. be anything that big. Just probably like. Uh, no, it's probably a like score, you know. Or maybe like an artist like mm-hmm. saying something for it. Oh wait, wait. I'm getting Who's... news. Hold on. Wait. So wait. Carrie so... Washington is in it. Ariana DeBose is in it. Okay, well that's cool. I guess. And. Wait, okay, Meryl's in it. Maybe she just and like sings, Shreep. but she like sings the chorus, right? Right. Like, she probably just like in the background. no, like she's probably like not. Right. She's probably not like that much into it. No. Oh wait, hold on. Okay, wait. I'm getting wait. news. Hold on. I'm. It, this is just. This is based breaking on my news. line. Ba- based from on my, CNN. Based on my research. Um. Wow, we're getting breaking news that she she raps. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. Meryl Streep raps in the song Wear Your Crown in Netflix's The Prom. Mm-hmm. And we're going to sing a perfect, a perfect uh-huh. rendition of it. Rendition? The yep. movie. The movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is it. Okay, ready, Oscar? Mm-hmm. Sing it with me. Three, two, one. Gotta, Gotta wear, wear your, your crown on your tiara. tiara. Now is, now now is, is the, the time, time to bust out the, the mascara. mascara. Who needs shade? There's, There's nothing duller. We live in life in full technicolor. But if your sparkle starts, starts to fade, go, <laughs> say it like that. go out and start your oh, own parade. And <laughs> I love the best part coming, guys. And if somebody starts in with new drama, just go high like Michelle Obama. <laughs> you will hear the real thing at the very end of the episode. But, um, boy, so this song came out. It was spoiled to us a little bit before, but the pure joy that Meryl sang Michelle Obama gives me, oh, straight serotonin to the brain. Oscar, thoughts? I'm obsessed. (laughs) I'm so obsessed. Gotta wear your crown and your tiara. If your sparkle starts to fade. (laughs) The, the, The choices that she makes in this one stanza... To pronounce each word just a little bit different. A little quirky, you know? <laughs> I'm so obsessed with it. It's the second... No, it's the third best moment of the film for me. After both of her other numbers. It's the it's the third climax, you might say. And it's actually, like we said, it's really changing the narrative structure because they said, okay, we're going to have one climax 20 minutes in and then we're going to have climax at the very, very end. There's not going to, like... It's not going to, you know, go no, down. No resolution. No resolution. No. Just the, end the, on the climax? <laughs> yes. Michelle Obama is the is the to the top. It's the peak. Anyway, so that's the prom. That was a great film, Oscar. Mm-hmm. What else can you say about it? I thought it was really really good. I mean, we 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 went into the movie knowing that it's our type of movie, mm-hmm. right? Like it's a pretty cheesy, corny musical movie mm-hmm. musical, which we love. We love movie movie musicals. And then Meryl Streep is in it. And Meryl Streep is in it, and. I think it's fair to say Mamma Mia is, like, what turned us on to Meryl Streep in the first place. Mm-hmm. 
um, and we love Into the Woods. We've already mm-hmm. covered that in the podcast. Um, and as we said earlier in the podcast, we love seeing fun Meryl. I love when Meryl can kind of like get released from all this hoity-toity stuff. Mm-hmm. And I love her in the hoity-toity stuff too, most of the time. Mm-hmm. But like when she doesn't have to be like anyone else's idea of herself and she gets to like, that's what I love about like She-Devil right. or like Postcards from the Edge too. It's like you, she shows off how fun and funny and effortless she is. Like this is truly a brilliant performance to me. Oh, like yeah. legitimately, she makes this character that, I think if she was played by almost anyone else, and I can't picture her being played by anyone else, but if she was played by almost anyone else, I'd be like, okay, she's annoying. Like, she's, like, literally annoying, and, like, I don't care. But every single moment that she was on screen, I wanted more. Mm -hmm. And, like we said, she always pulls your focus. She, like, I think she just continually proves why she's such a star. Like, Mm -hmm. I think she's an actress, absolutely. Like, she's a she's a high caliber actress, but movies like this prove that she's a movie star. Like, she has so much charisma. You know, and I think it's so well shown in this movie. So I think it has its faults and we've mm-hmm. already gone through them. Um, but I've already watched this movie twice. I'm like definitely gonna rewatch it. Oh yeah. And like her performances especially. Um and I I'm so glad that we got this movie and it gave so much joy to my life. All right, so it's time for our rankings. Mm-hmm. So I'll go first. Let's hear it. Bottom to top. Bottom to top. Number nine, AI. Number eight, The Iron Lady. Number seven, Rendition. Number six, She Devil. Number five, Marvin's Room. Number four, Harpern. Number three, The Prom. Wow. Number two, Postcards from the Edge, and number one, Into the Woods. Wow. So mm-hmm. talk us through that decision. So um, I think I I was a lot more entertained, personally, mm-hmm. than Marvin's Room. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And more, also more than Heartburn, although I think Meryl had a really, really good performance in both. Yeah. But I think it didn't have maybe quite as many iconic mm-hmm. Meryl moments as Postcards from the Edge. Mm-hmm. And I also think that Into the Woods is just a better all-around musical. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I struggled with this one too, honestly, Oscar. Like, I feel like this is one of the hardest decisions we've had to make in a long, make in a long time because not that we've been watching complete flops, but they, they've stuck with us, but this is like, again, I think it's going to become an iconic role mm-hmm. for her. Um, again, I struggled because comparing it to her other musical performance is hard because I feel like she has a better role in this. Mm. Um, it's a lot bigger role for it's sure. It's a lot bigger role and I feel and like... her vocals are better. Her so vocals can... are better. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But at, like you said, on the whole, I really think Into the Woods, you can't beat Sondheim in, in terms of songs. Right. Like those are... Those are such good songs, and they mean so much. Um, and The Prom, I think one of its biggest weaknesses is the music, to be honest. Like, yeah. it's good, but it's not the most memorable, um, and it's very cliched. So that being said, um, my ranking is as follows. Number nine, AI. Number eight, The Iron Lady. Number seven, Rendition. Number six, She-Devil. 
Number five, Marvin's room. Number four, the prom. Number three, Harper. Number two, Into the Woods. And number one, Postcards from the Edge. Um, and it was kind of the same thing. Like I said, like, I really, really, really enjoyed her performance in this movie. But as a movie, I'm not sure it's much better than Harper. Or it's better than Harper. I agree that it was more entertaining than Marvin's Room. Um, but I think sometimes we have to, if we're ranking the movies... Right. right, we not we her performance. not performance because we talk the whole episode about her performance. But you know, if I were ranking her performance in AI, straight to the top. <laughs> Just kidding, but um, yeah. So I that's where it is. I think number four is, is a really good place to put it, and there's no shame in that. All right, Oscar, should we talk about her costumes? Let's do it. Now we're on to the outfits. And I'll go first again. Okay, yes. For we my have so many to choose. There's just for. so many outfits. Yeah, just like, watch the movie, you'll get it. Almost more than She Devil. Oh, it's it's hard it's hard. It's hard. It really is hard. Um but I chose three. <laughs> he really narrowed it down. Okay, but these are all primary colors, just mm-hmm. like the color scheme of the movie, so I thought it was very fitting. Mm-hmm. Fitting both for the movie and fitting very well on Meryl. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first, it's her the first time we see Meryl mm-hmm. on Broadway. Um, she's wearing this sparkly mm-hmm. red dress, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of V-neck, mm-hmm. low cut. Mm-hmm. The um, Almost like three, three quarter, three quarter yeah, mm-hmm. um, sleeves. Um, shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. A belt around her waist. Mm-hmm. And all around, it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it's sparkly mm-hmm. and it's glamorous, mm-hmm. but definitely one of the more simple dresses mm-hmm. I would say she has in this. And she has she has makeup, really good makeup, and earrings, and and she has earrings, big dangly earrings, big. She has really strong ears. To, <laughs> yeah. To to support those earrings, yeah. Has, like those must be at least twenty pounds each. Not true. Untrue. It's an I, untrue fact, actually. Well, if they're solid gold. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Which one do you want next? Um, Blue. The next... So directly after we yeah. see her play Eleanor Roosevelt when she's at the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, she's wearing... This is actually the the sequined um, pantsuit mm-hmm. that she... Um, that she uses to cover herself, to veil mm-hmm. herself. And you can see this one in the trailer. In the trailer, right. And it's very, um, like, the sleeves are, like, what's it called? Bell, Bell? kind of? Yeah. yeah. They're long. Very, like, like flowy, mm-hmm. you know. And almost kind of like Donna and the Dynamos to me. Yeah, yeah. No, very that's true, that. That's true. Um, and this is blue. Mm-hmm. Um, a cerulean, a strong blue. Mm-hmm. And she also has big dingly earrings. Maybe not quite as heavy this time. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of jewelry. But lots of jewelry and, of course, her red hair. Mm-hmm. And red lipstick, really re- strong. Really red strong. Lipstick. We don't really see from very, mm-hmm. very often. And, and this strong is, eye makeup. Yes, this is definitely some of the strongest makeup we've seen her in. Mm-hmm. I'll um, say it for cleavage looks good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then, then, uh, my last mm-hmm. outfit is this yellow, the three mm-hmm. primary colors. If you're familiar. Mm-hmm. If you've ever taken an eighth grade level art class, mm-hmm. you know the three primary colors. Mm-hmm. Um, so yellow. So this is what Stinky James Corden tells her to wear. 
and yeah. he was right, unfortunately. Unfortunately. So, um, it's this yellow yellow jacket, almost kind of a peacoat, but it kind of has a mm-hmm. cowl neck. Mm-hmm. More drapey. More drapey. Very classy, I would say, mm-hmm. for sure. Very classy. Um, yeah, it's almost like a built-on scarf. Mm-hmm. We love a built-on scarf. It's it's very like six year old woman, I would say. Yeah, but glamorous. But gla- like li- like on the Upper East Side, you know, oh, very like that, very strutting that, down very the Upper that. East Side mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with this coat. This yes, is, yes, yes. Rich grandma vibes for mm, sure. For sure. Um, yeah, and so she's wearing her little booties. Oh, <laughs> we love little booties. Uh huh, and maybe black pants. Looks like black pants to me. Black and pants, maybe blue or purple top. Mm-hmm. Under the Under jacket, the which jacket, she. Yeah. When she um takes whisks it off. it off, whisks it off for um Kiki Michael Key when for dramatic effect for dramatic effect mm-hmm. and to you know tease Kiki Michael Key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Let's call it what it is. And it worked. It, it, this outfit could seduce she, anyone. She seduced Keegan. She seduced the audience. She seduced us. And that's period. And that's period. And with that, I will talk about another outfit that she uses to seduce Keegan, and that is um, I'm going to be discussing two outfits. Um, again, I just couldn't reduce myself to one. And this is, these are the outfits that she wears on stage when Keegan is watching her. So presumably this is a flashback, um, to when he saw her on stage on Broadway and she has a hair change. And I have to say the hair is my favorite part of both of these outfits. It is a short bob with kind of wispy bangs and it's kind of wavy. Oh, I think it looks so, 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 so pretty on her. And I understand that, like, the kind of pixie haircut was, like, a character choice. But I think that she looks so beautiful. And I think she looks just so youthful. I completely agree. Like, she just looks... She she looks looks like in her 40s. Yes, she looks so youthful here. Um, Which is, you know, she can also look 71 or 72. But, um... She just looks so beautiful here. So the first one that I have reminds me a lot of the end of A Star is Born Oscar. Does Mm -hmm. it kind of agree? agree? The I Will Always Love You. Not, no, no, it's not. No, I will it's always not, love. not the Dolly Parton song, no. and not the Whitney Houston song. No, it's the Never Gonna Love Again. Yes, yes, that part where she comes out and and she sings in front of the audience is so good. Mm-hmm. So this is a, I would say, a boat neck um dress, and it, it comes to a V, and this is very very simple. It's black, almost looks velvet to me, and has a very simple silver belt buckle. Otherwise, it's all black velvet, and again, kind of the a little over half sleeve. Um, and just a very, very simple look, but it just looks so stunning. She has kind of droplet earrings and... Very strong ears again. Very strong ears. Her ears are so strong. See, I don't know what she does for her training for those ears. But... I don't know. Lifting weights with those ears. But, um... Well, it's just so understated, I would so say. So understated. In comparison to the rest of her outfits, mm-hmm. I would say this is the most understated. It's obviously, like, a different character that she's playing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a character within a character. And we don't really know what that character is about, but I love the look. And then this is the one that really, really took me aback. It... Oh, it stuns me to my very core. And this is her singing, um, on stage... Um, Keegan is watching her again. This is only a few seconds later. And she has the wispy bang. She has the bob. But she's absolutely stunning. Kind of, I don't know, mint green, would you say? I have no idea. Maybe like emerald? It's a shade of green for sure. Again, really cool that we made ourselves do this when we are in fact But also this blue lights on her. Yeah, it's kind of hard to see. But it's definitely like a light green, a lighter green. And it's all sequined. Sequined to the gods. Mm -hmm. It's a pantsuit. Um, and right down the middle and also down the back, we're seeing some, like, 
like kind of like I don't know what would you call it, there's Oscar? Definitely a name for it, and I just there's definitely a name for it, and um, very, fringe, a this fringe. Honestly, looks like something I'm gonna say it. Dolly Parton would wear. Oh, and that's probably why I love it. It's so over the top, and that's kind of why and I the, love the, the fringes character. are very Dolly the fringe. Parton, the right? fringe is like a sequin fringe, and it's a lighter green mm-hmm. color. It's like a mint green to me, and. Oh, she just looks so stunning. Shoulder pads, serving some curves, which we love to see. Um, and it goes so beautifully with this red hair wig that she has on. I think that complements each other so well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that those are our costumes, but really a banger of a, of a decision to make. Because we had some stunning costumes. Mm-hmm. I would love if this got a nom- nomination for Costume Design oh, Oscar yeah. at the Oscars. Just, just for Meryl's off. I mean, costumes. truly. And I mean, like, but the color palettes work so well together. Mm-hmm. And each character has a very distinctive style. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Nicole is an all black all the time. She's yep. like a chorus girl. Mm-hmm. She wears a little page by cap. Um, I mean, even James Corden looks well, good, good, and fine and well mm-hmm. in it. And I mean, Carrie looks stunning in that last number, like right. we discussed. So, guys, if you watch this movie for nothing other than the costumes, you'd still be satisfied, don't you think? Absolutely. All right, it's time to discuss this week in Meryl. Um, so obviously Meryl has hit the peak of her year. Um, mm-hmm. We've talked before about how 2020 was kind of flat, but she's had two movies come out back-to-back she, days. She, it's yeah. just so, she literally dropped it on us. Like, she doesn't do anything the whole year. I mean, no movies the whole year, right? Yeah, I, don't, I think that's true, yeah. And then she just comes out of nowhere Back to back. Yeah, let them all talk, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> I just don't know her strategy. <laughs> Stop. Her strategy is like, she's like Meryl Streep and she can do whatever she wants. Um, And then the prom, obviously. So, we have a new film to discuss. She is currently shooting mm-hmm. um, her next film, which is very exciting. It's called Don't Look Up. Mm-hmm. And it is, I believe, written and directed... By Adam McKay. And I have a love-hate relationship with Adam McKay. Adam McKay did The Big Short, which we like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he also did Vice, which we don't really like. But he cast Amy Adams, which we like. So that's how I feel about him. Um, and as far as I understand it, it is shooting right now in Boston. Mm-hmm. So Definitely in Boston. It is in Boston, yeah. And we heard about this, obviously, a bunch of places. Um, but we heard about her involvement in it with a few interviews that she was doing mm-hmm. to do promo for the prom and let them all talk um so the synopsis right now is that the film follows two low-level astronomers who embark on a media tour to warn mankind of an approaching asteroid that will destroy earth and it seems like the two as- astronomers are jennifer lawrence and leonardo dicaprio so already coming already a stunning cast really really good and it is going to be distributed by netflix so that's two netflix originals i, told you, I think she doesn't have a contract. She doesn't have a contract. But this is her third Netflix original. What's the, the first one? The Laundromat. Oh, duh. I always forget about that. And she's, she did Let Them All Talk, which was an HBO Max original. So she's, so she's really leaning the into the streaming. Yeah, no. And, and, you know, there's some movie stars who are a little bit iffy about that, which is understandable. But well, um, going to pave the way for the future. But Meryl is really, you know, for future-minded, you might say. You can adapt. Yes. Um. So let's just is, go before let's we just talk go through about, the cast. Literally. Okay. Let's just talk about even before we go to um go to Meryl's involvement in it. Let's talk about the rest of the cast. Okay. Kate Blanchett. 
already, already with Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. and that that's more than enough. No, literally, Kate Blanchett. Okay, let's Hill. let's think. Let's think. Has Jennifer Lawrence and Meryl been in a movie together? I don't think so. No. Has Kate Blanchett and Meryl been in a movie together? See, that would be a really big moment for the culture. That would be a really big moment for the culture. So we're researching this. We're doing a Important little bit of topic. research. Related. If Kate Blanchett Meryl and Meryl, Meryl Streep have been movie. in have been in the movie together. Movie, movie, movie. And they have been in the Fantastic Mr. Fox together. Is that true, though? I'm pretty sure Kate Blanchett is in this. Okay, but does that count? I mean, they could have been like, she not is she not in that? That's why I'm like wondering. I don't, I don't think, think Kate she's Blanchett. in that. Yeah, Kate Blanchett is not in it. No, Kate Blanchett does not voice any of the little foxes in Fantastic Mr. Fox. I did not think you said foxes. I said foxes. I said foxes. Anyways, so so they have not. That's a that's moment, a for, moment the for the culture. Moment for the culture. Her and Leo obviously have. Jonah Hill no. is in this movie, and I'm like very confident that he and Meryl have not done a movie together. Oh, yeah. Um, based on what we've heard they're really um they're really clicking yeah and um okay timothy chalamet also there they have done a movie obviously little woman Mm -hmm. ariana grande like what why is ariana grande there well because you know she was supposed to be in the prom oscar she was supposed to play Alyssa green Mm -hmm. but now they will actually be working together crazy haimish patel who was in yesterday the, the lead in yesterday, and he was also in Tenet that came out recently. Kid Cudi, the rapper, no and reason. best friends with Timmy. Um, Matthew Perry, who has been in his flop era for years, but apparently he's making a comeback. Okay. Tyler Perry, Melanie Linsky, who we love to see. She's from New Zealand, New Zealand Queen. And Chris Evans. Like, why? Why is <laughs> what? Chris Evans there? It's truly insane. And he just joined this month, so we don't know who could be joining this cast. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman's in this movie. Anyways, so really, really crazy. And what we found out when we were watching the interviews, Oscar, is that Meryl Streep is, in fact, playing... The president. <laughs> the president of the United States. Yes. Um, and Jonah Hill is playing her son and her chief of staff. Um, Janie Orlean is her character, and Jonah Hill is Jason Orlean. And Meryl, she is just a little, she's, she's a little frazzled because of the COVID regulations. <laughs> yes. She has not been, she said she, I, she said, I have not been filming a movie for so long, right? Uh-huh. And I just, oof, I am rusty. So mm. she, right now, guys, she's just been lounging around her house. Oh, singing sound time every mm. once in a while. But otherwise, we know she's not doing nothing. Anyway, so right now, guys, don't worry. She's quarantining at home, and then she's, she's commuting. Very safe. She's, yep, and no she's, need to worry. No, and she's all by herself, which, you know, she might get lonely. But she has her friend Stephen Colbert and James Corden to talk to on talk shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's commuting to Boston. Mm-hmm. I don't know how big of a part this will right. be. Also, we don't know where she's coming. I was trying to figure this out. Where she's living if she's Because right she has a house in L.A., obviously. Obviously. She has, I think she has a penthouse in um New York. In New York, yeah, and she she I has she to has, has one in the hands she has she just has like that island or something. she has that vibe, you know. Oh, for sure. Doesn't she talk about how like Christine came over to where Hamptons house one time? Yeah, yeah. And I would, you know, I would just love to be just for like the summer to stay with Meryl at her Hamptons house. That's the that dream, girl. that would literally be my dream right there. That my dream summer. 
No, literally. I would love that. Just thinking about that really made me happy. Okay, well, I'm happy for you. But it's not going to happen. Okay, well, dare to dream. Um, so anyways, she said that she has just been so out of practice. She mm-hmm. got to set, and they were filming in an arena or something. She was giving this giant speech, This these pages and pages of dialogue that they rewrote the night before, and she didn't get them. Well, that's their fault. Mm-hmm. But her face is on this jumbotron, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, I kept forgetting my lines. It was so embarrassing. She's all like, the, line. All the extras are looking around like, what? 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 Meryl Street. And then James Corden says, and they probably thought, um, Trump's comment about you being overrated was was correct. And she said, yeah, they probably did. And I said, yeah, James, how dare you bring up that comment? We hate you. That's Guts. probably a touchy topic for me all too. No, literally. Like, why if would the president of the United States calls you overrated, I mean, I understand like he's like Donald Trump, but still, disgusting. Why would he bring that up? We hate him. And Anyways. now I'm really hoping what's gonna happen is Meryl's really gonna love this presidential role, and mm-hmm. she's gonna become Runs the president. Runs for office, absolutely. She be a um, great leader. Absolutely, I'm sure she's a leader on every set she's been mm-hmm. on. Anyways, so she forgot her her dialogue. I'm sure she was kind of making it more dramatic. I'm sure she did just fine. And she, she probably... said, and she said Jonah Hill was my son, and he was improving all over. He was uh, just so great. And right. I said, I'm sure he was, but listen, you know what? You're Meryl Streep. You're gonna be just fine. Yeah, you're the star, no matter what. Exactly. AI. She was the star. She was. She's the gonna star. be the star of this. We are confident. We are. She's confident. gonna pull it together. She's gonna pull get it, it done. She's gonna get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, so originally it was supposed to be released in 2020. Obviously it won't now. That was before COVID. Could so... you imagine that? Having another movie in 2020? <laughs> another Big Mirror movie? Um. Too much for us. Too much. But, um, yeah, I mean, it looks really great. I'm super excited. It seems like it's progressing quickly. I don't think Meryl's ever played the president. I mean, she's played a prime minister, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, she's but still... I love this role for her. And she's and, played and... a government role. In rendition, of course. Yes, for sure. Like FBI director. I think it, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm really excited to see her and Jonah Hill because it seems like mm, that, that's where they'll be sharing a lot of scenes. And they're very different. They're very different actors, actors but I think that they could play I'm off also, each other really I re- well. Also, really want to see Ariana her in a scene. Yeah, I don't really Just know. Just a scene. I don't really know why she's there. Why is Ariana acting? I don't know. Anyways, why would she acted recently? Well, hairspray live. Anyways, so um. <laughs> Guys, stay tuned for Don't Look Up. It's a political satire disaster film. I'm assuming we, it's going to be no prescient. One, I honestly have no idea what this is going to be like. No. Low, it could Actually, be, I have an idea. It's going to be like Vice. Like it's going to be... Like a black comedy? Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. And it's going to be like, oh, we hate the government. Not we hate the government, but it's going to be critiquing the government. Like satire? But, but sa- exactly, it's going to be maybe a pl- political satire disaster. Political film. satire disaster. Yeah, oh, I, I see that now. Like. So that's really exciting. I mean, I'm just glad she's staying booked and busy. Yeah. And she was staying booked and busy on the late night talk shows when she was doing her interviews. I love when she is forced to give interviews. And, I absolutely in adore. In that exact same location and the exact same topic because she just she doesn't. She tells the to, same stories over and just, over again. I'm just trying to get some sleep. She said. I'm just trying to get my money. I, she said, this is the last time I'm ever speaking to James Corden again. So, <laughs> let's go. I'm getting a restraining order, trust me. <laughs> so, guys, next movie, I think we've already mentioned it probably mm-hmm. a few times in this episode. Mm-hmm. 
we're watching Let Them All Talk. Um, yeah. It's available to stream on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't want to get that for a month or a few months, maybe get a free trial. Mm-hmm. Check for that Meryl. out. Do it for Meryl. Do it for Meryl. And plus, like I said, there's so many Meryl movies on HBO Max. Yeah. Oscar's hyping up HBO Max. Um, but it's directed by Steven Soderbergh, who did like the Ocean's uh, trilogy of movies mm-hmm. and a bunch of other stuff. And I'm really excited. I really like him as a director. Um, really great cast, really great cast. We have Candace Bergen, Lucas Hedges, Gemma Chan, Diane Weist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard really, really good things. It's gotten really positive reviews. Yeah. Um, I, like I, I did say on the last She Devil episode that it had 100%. It went down to 90%. So that kind of sucks. But it's still really good reviews. <laughs> still really, but really interestingly, good reviews. I was looking on the Rotten Tomatoes, right? Yeah. And the audience score was like 53%. They don't understand it. They don't but understand But I, I was like, okay. But then the, the prom was higher. The pr- just, so the yeah. prom, so I was, let them all talk. The yeah. critics review was a lot better than the audience. But yeah. then conversely, the um, mm-hmm. the prom critics, I think it was like a 63%. Yeah. Which it deserved better, we all know. Yeah, but it's just sort of Like a fresh, solid, right? like, I feel like. Like, 75, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like it deserved that. Like, yeah. Mamma Mia 2, I think, got, like, in the 70s, and I think The Prom deserved. I agree. I agree with that. Um. So, so yeah. But the audience score is higher. Yeah, it was more of a crowd pleaser. Mm-hmm. And this is still going to be really good. It's, we already it's, know the synopsis. Mm-hmm. It's about an author that goes on a cruise. And what's really cool, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in the episode, obviously, is that it's almost all improv. Mm-hmm. And that it was filmed almost completely on the cruise in, like, 10 days. And Meryl said this is a really big moment for her because she's never done a movie in 10 days. No, yeah. Um. So I'm really excited to see her kind of improv, which yeah, is, might I'd, be outside of her comfort zone. I'd, we, she probably has done improv before. We just for sure. noticed it. For sure. So it seems like it's going to be something really unique, really distinctive. And, I mean, we're also going to get her in a lead role, which I love to see. She's mm-hmm. essentially a lead in the prom. I think that's true. But she's on the cover. She's on the poster mm-hmm. for Let You the guys have talk. to see this. She looks so good. She I, looks I think so she looks good. really good in this poster. Oh, and yeah. also, she um, she said they just wore their normal clothes. Yeah. So it's like, that's just her normal hair and her normal makeup and her normal glasses and her normal clothes. Yeah. So that's just really interesting. I think what, what kind of fits we're going to have to analyze there. They're going to be actual fits. No, literally. She's going to pull them out of her closet. I love that. So tune in next week. Thanks for sticking with us on this Thanks, what's going to turn out to be probably two hour long episode. <laughs> um, but we absolutely love this movie. We mm-hmm. love talking about this movie. Mm-hmm. We hope you guys have enjoyed listening to us talk about this movie. And we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. Gotta wear your crown or your tiara. Now is the time to bust out the mascara. We need shade. There's nothing duller. We live in life in full technicolor. But if your sparkle starts to fade, go out and start your own parade. And if somebody starts in with new drama, just go high like Michelle Obama.